I'm Dr. Tracy Marks, board-certified psychiatrist, and I believe mental health does not have to be a mystery. So I create educational videos on mental health issues and self-improvement. Learn more at markspsychiatry.com and visit my YouTube channel by simply searching Tracy Marks on YouTube. Now to today's topic. What is cyclothymia and how is it different from bipolar disorder? Today's topic is based on a viewer question, and I got two requests to talk about this from Knitting Pasta and Jenna. Jenna went on to ask, will you be doing a video at some point discussing cyclothymia with its somewhat more rapid mood cycling? Thanks, Knitting Pasta and Jenna. The best way to think about cyclothymia is to think of it as bipolar 2 disorder, but not quite. With bipolar 2 disorder, you have episodes of hypomania and episodes of depression. With cyclothymia, you have symptoms of hypomania, but not enough to be considered a hypomanic episode. And you also have symptoms of depression, but not enough to be considered a full depressive episode. So it's like you have subthreshold hypomania and subthreshold depression. Let me remind you of what hypomania is. Hypomania is a period of abnormally elevated or irritable mood and increased activity or energy. You have a combination of elevated mood state and an elevated activity level, and this has to last at least four days, and you must have three or more of the following symptoms, and you need four, though, if your mood is irritable and not elevated. Inflated self-esteem or grandiosity a decreased need for sleep, such as feeling rested after only three hours of sleep, being more talkative than usual or pressure to keep talking, racing thoughts, distractibility, increase in agitation or goal-directed activity, excessive involvement in activities that have a high potential for painful consequences, like buying sprees or foolish business investments. And this can include hypersexuality, with bipolar 2 disorder, you would have three or four of these symptoms happening at the same time. But with cyclothymic disorder, when your mood is on the elevated end of the spectrum, you may only have one or two of these symptoms. There are nine symptoms of depression, and to be considered to be in a depressive episode, you need to have five of the nine. And here are the nine symptoms. Depressed mood, lasting most of the day very little interest in pleasurable activities, weight changes, sleep changes, being physically slowed or agitated, fatigue or energy loss, feeling worthless or guilty, problems with thinking or concentration, recurrent thoughts of death or feeling suicidal. With psychothymic disorder, you would only need to have four or less of these. Jenna mentioned in her question the issue of cyclothymia cycling more rapidly than bipolar disorder. With bipolar disorder, your episodes can be separated by weeks, months, or even years. I had one patient who had a manic episode every seven years. And so, as it happens, I haven't seen her for several years since her mania resolved. But that's unusual. I think the more typical course is that people will have one to two episodes a year. Rapid cycling bipolar disorder occurs when you have more than four episodes in a year. 
Rapid cycling bipolar disorder is thought to happen in about 10 to 15% of people with bipolar disorder and tends to be more common with bipolar 2 than bipolar 1. Rapid cycling is a course specifier. It's not a separate diagnosis. Instead, it's a description added to the end of the diagnosis to further explain how often you have episodes. So the rapid cycling specifier is added if you have four or more episodes of either depression, mania, or hypomania in a year. And if this is the case, then your diagnosis would be bipolar 1 or 2 with rapid cycling. Ultra-rapid cycling is not an official term in our diagnostic manual. It's a term that researchers have coined and used to give an even more detailed description of how the illness plays out. People will usually say ultra-rapid cycling when a person has mood switches each month. And ultra-ultra-rapid cycling, also called ultradian, is when a person has mood cycles lasting a day. We use the DSM-5 to define and diagnose illnesses. If the shortest episode that you can have, according to the DSM, is four days for hypomania, then how can someone cycle in a day and it really be considered ultradian? Well, that's why this isn't an official diagnostic distinction, and how it's used is still controversial. It's important to tell the difference between shifting emotions and shifting a complete mood state. Your mood is how you feel emotionally. Your mood state, such as depression or mania, refers to a group of symptoms that include your activity level, your sleep, your motivation, etc. With a depressed state, you tend to be slowed down in many ways, and with mania, you tend to be sped up in many ways. So with rapid cycling, you're going from sped up to slowed and back and forth. And that's not the same thing as switching from crying to laughing over the course of a day. This would be an emotional change only and not necessarily a mood state change. We would call that emotionally labile. And emotional lability is only one aspect of bipolar disorder. There's more to it than shifting your emotions all of the time. Emotional changes like that can happen with borderline personality disorder or even post-traumatic stress disorder. But let's say you do have ultra-rapid cycling with true switching of mood states that occurs monthly. Why would this happen? There are things that can destabilize your bipolar disorder and make you have state switches more frequently. Some of these things are things like a disrupted circadian rhythm that you would see with a wacky sleep or eating schedule. An example of this would be nearly reversing your day-night schedule to where you're sleeping super late in the day and then hardly sleeping much during regular night hours. People with bipolar disorder are very sensitive to biologic rhythms and getting off track with some of these basic routines can trigger a relapse of an episode or cause them to switch back and forth. Working night shifts can make this happen. Other causes are brain injuries. And by the way, this doesn't have to be the kind of head injury like a gunshot wound or falling from a roof and losing consciousness. The brain is very soft, like the consistency of room temperature butter, and your skull protects it, but it can still get knocked around, hit, you can have a concussion, and you can recover from this kind of head trauma, but you can still get mood changes. And you can even see this kind of brain injury with mood changes with a stroke, substance use, even alcohol can cause switching. Other medical illnesses, like thyroid dysfunction, or multiple sclerosis, taking antidepressants, 
The jury's still out on the usefulness of antidepressants for bipolar disorder. But since some studies have shown that antidepressants can cause switching in some people, if you have rapid cycling symptoms, then you should avoid taking or using antidepressants. And it may be that the best treatment for you is a combination of mood stabilizers rather than one mood stabilizer alone. That's bipolar disorder with rapid cycling. In this case, I'm talking about shifting emotions, not complete shifting from a depressive episode to a manic episode. That's also not the usual case. Cyclothymic disorder usually starts in adolescence or early adulthood. It can be seen in children, and the mean age of onset in the child version of it would be around age six. Will this turn into bipolar disorder? Not necessarily, but it is estimated that 15 to 50% of people with cyclothymic disorder can go on to develop bipolar disorder. So this just means that the symptoms that you have become greater and more intense such that it becomes a more full-fledged bipolar disorder. Some researchers consider cyclothymic disorder as more of a temperament problem or a disorder of development. So you may see articles on the internet that call it cyclothymic disposition. This would be another way, essentially, of saying a moody person. And the reason for calling it this is because the symptoms aren't to the severity that they cause the same kind of problems that you would have with bipolar disorder. Even with bipolar 2 disorder, hypomania can go unnoticed if it's not destructive. But with cyclothymia, if you only have one symptom of hypomania, such as distractibility, that could easily be written off as being too busy and having too many things to do. Or you could easily think that you're racing thoughts or because you're anxious. It's a similar issue with the depressive symptoms. You'll have some symptoms of depression, but you won't be all the way depressed. If your symptoms still cause enough distress for you, though, the best treatment approach would be cognitive behavior therapy. We usually don't treat cyclothymia with medication because often the symptoms just aren't severe enough. And that's a good thing because you always want to weigh the risks and the benefits of medications. Medications can come with side effects and it may not be worth it to you to subject yourself to side effects if you can overcome your symptoms with therapy. I hope this helps you understand cyclothymic disorder and how it's different from bipolar disorder. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to submit ideas for shows, check out our website at arslongamedia, and that's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media, or send an email to info at arslonga.media. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.